0: Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Three is company. It's true. Three's 3's company. This is Luke. I'm here with Simon and Jacko. Uh, this is our third episode. And uh, right off the top, what, what's going on with all these crosses on the foreheads today? I mean, is it a cult gathering? Like, what's going on? Bunch of dummies walking around with these crosses on their forehead. I don't you know. Certainly missed the memo. On Who that do one. they think they are? I I don't know. I, I don't get it. Well, for for those of you listening uh later in the week, uh today is Ash Wednesday. Uh we actually part of the bad joke was we actually just got back from church. You couldn't oh, yeah. find three better Catholic boys than us. Today, uh, other other right than here. Other than our church experience tonight with a quick bail. <laughs> <laughs> we left about twenty minutes in. As soon as we got the ashes, we were out. Don't but- make it sound bad because there was a guy there by himself. He had an overcoat, full suit on. Dude looked like he just walked out of the office. And, like, I, I'm not kidding. He was in the first row. We saw him get up, grab his jacket, get the ashes, and dip. All kind of like looked at each other. We're like, yeah, it's it's time to go. We're, it's we're doing about that, that time. His writing was on. I, I knew where the energy was in the room as soon as I was getting elbowed from Boogie. Seven minutes in during the, uh, during the uh, scripture reading, and he's like, does his priest not understand that this is the after work mass? You know, like let's pick it up, pal. I think my exact words were, "This is the expedited mass." Yeah, yeah, that's what post work day. That priest was terrible. Mm-hmm. We'll get in. We'll get into that later. So since it is Ash Wednesday today, we're gonna try and refrain from any and all curse words, explicitives, um, pretty much anything that uses the Lord's name in vain, because as Jack said, we are good Christian soldiers of God. So to get things rolling, um. Something that I was thinking about, and that's part of the podcast, is stuff that we think about that people wouldn't actually do. I'm gonna throw this to you guys. What's what's the cutoff on a crime that you would witness? Like, how severe does the crime have to be where you'd get involved and call the police? I need to see blood. Wow. I I I like that. I think that's... I think blood is a good indicator of whether or not authorities need to be called. Um... That or like, I don't know, I think if I just saw some like white privileged kid just run, run up to like, a, you know, somebody just slug like a gay kid in the gut, I might call the cops on that. So, so hate hate crimes? <laughs> hate crimes are good? Yeah, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. But yeah, I think hate crime's a pretty good line. Okay, so I'll, we'll just, quick fire. You're going down the highway. <clears throat> You're going 70 in the middle lane. Somebody flies by, you at 100. <laughs> oh, buddy, he's gotta be somewhere. We've all been there. Okay, so no for sure. I'm CEO. shocked there was somebody that actually passed me on the highway. Okay, yeah, so, next so no. that's a double no. No. What about when you're sitting in a restaurant near the window, somebody oh. does a uh, parallel park job, and it just kisses the fender of the car behind them. Okay. Actually, I might get involved at that point because no, no, I no, hate no. that. No, no, it's left. That, like, the the gross negligence to... Is, is there a park left? Did they, leave the car, did they leave the car there, or did they move like, to a different spot? No, no, so... That's a good point. So I'll say they, they did like one of those half pull-ins. They get out, looked, maybe licked a thumb and did like a little squeegee. <laughs> and then took took off out of there. Oh, they're good. I'm not saying anything. Wow. Boogie? I don't know. That I would just, I've, I've never hit somebody parallel parking, you know, knock on wood. I pride myself on that. I just, I would hope somebody would give me the respect to be like, leave a note on my car if they ding my bumper. And there was like some paint on it. I mean, if I'm sitting in the restaurant if I, and I can see that there is like a indentation, or like a really big paint scratch, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to like knock on the, I'm going to bang on the <laughs> glass and be like, what are you doing? You know, like leave a note. But I mean, I, I think nine times out of 10, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. That's just nature Yeah, versus I'm not doing nurture. anything either. No, all right. So we got a double no on that. What about some like petty crime? Like you're at 7-Eleven, dude in front of you is looking at the Gatorade, like, and then just quick slip job in the pocket. What does he look like? <laughs> wow. If it's a black dude in raggedy clothes. So we got Simon talking about a kid being targeted and slugged in the gut. Now he's wondering, now he's profiling the petty theft at a BP. If it's like a fuck around, like little white kid, like little like 12. That's an edit. It's Ash Wednesday. Ah, uh, yeah. I can't swear. If it's like a little like 12 to 15 year old kid who, like, you know, is wearing like vineyard vines and like trying to be cool, you're getting the you yeah, know, he's Bible getting pom- thrown out. I, of you. I, yeah, yeah. But if it's like some dude is trying to feed his family. I'm helping him out. Wow. You know what territory that's taking us into. So you're stepping in. Let me clarify here. You're stepping in either way cuz if it's a little kid, you're 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 saying something. Yeah. And if it's somebody that needs it, you're helping. I know what you're going to say. Simon knows what I'm going to say Luke probably does too. The forever hypothetical proposed by Andrew Baines Bernard in the office. Yep. Simon, how did it go? Would you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? Boom. Luke.
1: Wow. That's um, an ethics bomb for all those office fans. I'm,
0: you know, I'm going to keep it local here. And since it is Ash Wednesday, I'm pretty sure Jesus has done some pretty sick stuff with uh, one loaf of bread. So true. Very true. I I, I think I take my chances and I, I'm, I'm pocketing that. Yeah. To feed my family, there's no lengths I wouldn't go to. Yeah. I'm with you too. I just, it's funny that you brought it up. With the uh, Andy Andy bit, I liked it. Luke, were there some more scenarios you want to kick no, at us? So I mean, I think those three are, are like the borderline ones, and the speeding one. Obviously, I I think you got to be you got to be a little twisted to call the police on a speeder. But um, other than that, I mean, after like petty theft, you're getting into like stuff where I think you have a moral obligation. Like if you're if you're walking your dog and you see two dudes running out of a house with ski masks on and like a TV. I mean, I, I don't know if, if you'd like pick up your phone call right away. Yeah, that's a tricky situation. But I mean, maybe I, you get around the corner. I, I think everybody would probably do <clears throat> some sort of uh, of help job there. Uh, one that I think about a lot, where I would love to find myself in, is um, New York City. And you're walking down the street, and some poor old lady just gets her purse snatched. And this guy just, you know, takes off with their purse. I would love to take off after him. Like white chicks? Yes. And just tackle. Great you know. scene. I, I think, I you know, I'm, I'm a pretty quick kid. I'm white, but I'm quick. And I like to think that I could track this dude down and just hawk him. What, but but this is something I've toyed about in my mind. One, New York City, busy streets. You know he's running through an intersection. And if you're honed in and focused, cap. wham. That's just, you know, I, that's a price I pay. You could just Kobe it and, like, jump right over it like you did in that one. Video the one time. Second and more importantly, what's your game plan when you catch him? Make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> 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 I think that's How you keep him detained? That's something as a society... Probably put my knee right in his scapula and, like, you know, put his arms, like, you know... I have a lot of experience uh, tying people up and bondaging them. Simon, what is your scapula? <laughs> it's, like, your shoulder blades, right? Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um... And I, I really think I can do it. You know, this guy's, like, snatching purses. He's not, like, robbing convenience stores or anything. Like, he's just a squirrely little guy trying to get a little bit of cash. Let's throw it back. What if he's saying I'm stealing to feed my family? <laughs> <laughs> if he says I'm stealing, I'm, hey, man, like, let me go. I'm stealing to feed my family. Do you help him up? <laughs> no, I'm saying, buddy, you put me in an awkward spot, but we're already here on the ground. I got to, you know, I got to take you in. Maybe you just walk him to a back alley and you're like, that's just for appearances. Like, go, go on. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I'd let him go up to the woods and be like, go, you know, <laughs> be with your friends, be with your family. Uh, basically, you know, if the kid was retarded, I would, I would, you know, drive it up to the country and just like, you know, open the door and let us say, you're free now. You know, like, run free. Oh, man. I mean, there's just so many gray areas, but I, you know. There are, but I, I, we touched on something really quickly, and I want to get back to it. When, when is it okay to make a citizens arrest? Because I've always wanted to make one. I've How do you always... do it? Do you announce it like I... I'm making a citizens arrest? <laughs> 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 I think you have to because you need crowd support behind you. You know, last thing you want to do is get into like a uh, like a human trafficking situation. Where, like the crowds behind you, and they're like, "What's this guy doing? Like, what? Well, do like, you need help, sir?" And then you're like, "No, I, I'm like I'm the good guy here." And then yeah. you know, I, I you I think you have to announce it. Well, I've but, always wanted to like ask her out and like get like denied, which doesn't happen often. But then just be like, "Hey, <laughs> you're coming with me. <laughs> like, you're under arrest." <laughs> I I mean I think we, you know, let's make it a little homework assignment for us for next week. We all research a little bit on what a citizen's arrest requires. I might try and make one. Um, Cause I, I don't know exactly what it would do. Like, I mean, what do you like, grab some bungee cords out of the back of your truck and like tie the guy up <laughs> <laughs> just wait for somebody to get there? You know, what would be funny is if like, you went up to random people in like Walmart or Target and you were just like, <laughs> you come with me, like you're under arrest and they'd be like, oh, like what I do? I'd be like, you know what you did and like, please, like, I, I didn't need it, like, you know, like, I, I didn't know anybody was watching. Like, whoa, well, what did you do? <laughs> Just trying to still support my family. So since we were, um, given some hypotheticals in cities, um, you know, I, I guess it's not always in cities, but in public, um, what do you, what's the, the protocol on tipping? Um, what services require tipping? Um, I guess we'll start there before we go into like tipping on an actual bill. So I'm I'm talking like car wash, um, uh, like hotel, like um, doorman stuff like that. Like, okay. what's you guys' stance on tipping? And then we'll go into like I have a hotel. lot, okay, of opinions belief. on it. First, I'm gonna start off with I never ever tip when I carry out. Well, yeah. So I get carry out food like pretty often from my favorite restaurants that I'll go sit down and eat at, but like I never tip on that. No, I don't think Warren Buffett even does that. Okay. Because, I mean, I do feel a little uncomfortable because they always make a note. They're like, yeah, like sign, like tip line there and like sign here. And then like this receipts for you. And I was just put big fat zero right there. Wow. That's a savage move. I leave I, it blank. I tip, carry out? I, I tip on carryout. I tip on carryout. Holy shit. You're rich. What? I, I tip on carryout. Yeah.
1: Who does that? Get, that's the craziest well, thing I've heard today. You got know,
0: to, you got to think though, everybody in the restaurant outside of like manager like level staff works based on tips, so like the guys in the kitchen, the dishwashers, the people that made your food, they're splitting the tips with the servers. So they're they're literally they're making four twenty five an hour, and they're relying on tips. And they just cooked your carry out. Yeah, but I'm tipping for the service yeah. of like I, them bringing here. the food over, and you know the whole show, and you know maybe when I you know when they bring the food over, I get a chance to grab a titty. Like that's that's why I'm tipping. That's what we call a twenty percent tip, right there. I, I mean, mean I, it's a well-known fact that you don't tip on carryout. Like I've heard TV shows talk about it. I I mean I tip on. I don't do my my standard twenty percent. I'll do more like a ten. Like you see money bags. Like so like it, we'll say if it's like a twenty dollar carryout meal, I'll leave like two three bucks. Yeah. Just because I feel bad writing a zero there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. Hey, what about other services, though? Um, This would be a good one. What do you do at bars? Oh, at bars? Like, it's, it's 11 o'clock on a Friday night, and you're just getting two vodka tonics. So what, $12. I, what I like to do is I like to gauge gauge the uh, the staff behind the bar. So if there's, like, six people back there, they're getting, like, a $1 tip. Cash. Like, yeah, I'll pay with the card. They're getting like a single bill. But if there's like two of them back there, there's a good chance Hustling. that when I go back yeah. for another drink, one of them is going to uh, to serve me again. Very sound logic. So this is what I think mentality. about. So one of them will probably serve me again. So the first time I go up and, you know, I order whatever, two vodka tonics, whatever it is, I'll leave a nice tip. So it can be $8. I'll leave a five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, all right. And then because next time there could be other people waiting and I'll walk to the bar and he'll be like, Oh, that dude gave me a nice tip. I'm gonna come help him. Mm-hmm. Well, Second time, not so lucky. No, I, and I really do. I agree with that. I do that more so. It's like you're on vacation. You're at a resort um, by the pool, and like you know, you're gonna have the same workers for four days. I throw like a twenty the first time, and then automatically they're like they'll do anything they can to help you. Yeah, like they're very open to it. I get that, but on a Friday or Saturday night, like local, I tip a dollar up to fifteen. Anything over $15, 2 dollars. A lot of my tipping, I actually I tip based on two rules. I don't drink, so I don't have to worry about the bars. That's something eh, I actually bought a drink this weekend for this girl and I tipped the bartender $7 tab, I tipped her a dollar, like $2. Um, but my tipping is based on the temperature outside and whether or not I could do the job myself. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because, like, in the summertime, when it's really hot, we have a place here called Swenson's. People run around, they're running around. If it's really hot, I'm tipping extra. If it's really cold, I'm tipping extra. It's like 70 and just clear out. It's like, you know, like, I'll, I'll give you a buck or two. But, like, I recognize, like, you know, when somebody's pumping my gas in Jersey, it's freezing out. Like, I'll give them extra money. If it's freezing out and somebody's drying off my car at the car wash, you know, it's extra money versus, you know, the sun's beating down on it or it's already drying it off halfway, then you're getting half a tip. See, you know what I like to do? And I don't know if other people do this, but I, I think it's a savvy pet move. Is when you're tipping someone like in that situation, or I do it all the time at hotels or with valets, is I'll tip $2 and I'll fold the $2 over and like kind of sticking out a little bit like you fan cards. So it looks like they're getting more than $2. So like they 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 like you'll be like, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then they get it and they like you're driving away <laughs> and they're looking and they open yeah. up and they're like, oh, I thought it Damn was four, it. They but got it's me two. Again. that's a big one too, is val- I like that first of all. Second one is like valet. Like I I think that might have been how Alan Iverson went broke, like tipping valet people. That is highway robbery for one, because like you add up the number, they're working in a nice restaurant on like a Friday night. They're dealing with what do you think 80, 90 cars? They're making two bucks, you know, a car and plus like $4 an hour on top of that. I mean, they're doing better, better than you are. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, I, I think we can like Bellman at like hotels, valets, always getting a little bit of cash right there. So sometimes you got to not tip them to keep balance, you know? No. Everybody can't tip them. See, the (laughs) The only time you, the only time you don't tip a valet is when you don't have cash, which Keeps the balance because it happens more than you'd think. Very awkward situation. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, oh, putty, like, and like they give you that look where they're like, man, like I really, I like you as a person. I think I don't know you, but I like you. So they're like, it's all good. But then like you drive <laughs> away and you feel a little guilty. And they're sitting there like, damn, like I really wish my homie would have hooked me up right there. <laughs> they, they do. So a, they, they, they do one of those where um, you know, you don't get a tip so they don't close your car door. You know, they <laughs> <laughs> like pop your trunk on the way up on the, on the way with, back with, around what's even worse though is like when when they'll have like the segmented valet so like you'll go and you'll give it like the dude your ticket and like usually like when I give somebody my ticket like my instinct is to like give them a buck or two right then and there yeah expecting that they're the one that's going to go run and get the car but you tip them and then they're like Hey, James over the radio, you know, Hey, Hey James, I need car number one, seven, two. And then yeah. they have the money. Then some other dude pulls your car around and you're like, nah, it's all right. They're splitting it dude, all. I, I, I I've know. said that before. I I've been don't. like, yo, your buddy has a tip. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've definitely done that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. More than once. But, um, I actually have an anecdote. I know Luke does about tipping. There's a situation I was in like a little over a month ago and it was just super uncomfortable. And I was having a lovely dinner. It was, uh, for my girlfriend's birthday And it was an expensive dinner. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I got a policy when the dinner's over like $180, like $200, like I tip like a standard, like 20 or 30 bucks. Like I never budge on that because I mean, dude, if you have a $300 dinner, like 20% of that's 60 bucks. Yeah. Like that's, that's seven lunches in a week. Okay. So I was like telling her all this, like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then at the end of the dinner. They bring the bill over and the dude starts like talking to me. He sees my name on my card and he goes, oh, like your name's, you know, Jack Weber. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, dude, my name's Jackson Weber. So then like he starts greasing me up a little bit, getting me going. And then he drops an iPad in front of me and it already has the tip built out. All I have to do is press the button of 18, 20 or 25 percent or other amount. What do you think I do? I hit the 18 percent just like that. Boom. Whatever it was, forty dollars right down the drain. Walk out. She's like, "Oh, I thought you had like a a whole theory on like tipping over the bill of this month." I was like, "I don't want to talk about yeah. it. I just, I I just got that." That's that a one? huge pet peeve for me, is because I consider myself a very generous tipper, but it, it, it like, it's based on your performance as a server. So like, there was a situation the other day, and I don't know if you guys have been to restaurants where, um. in in Ohio it's Barrio or like Condado or like just like these quick taco places it's like three bucks for a taco but it doesn't matter the venue like like Boogie was saying they have the tip um electronic so I was getting gypped on service all night and then I go to close out and I was telling myself in my head I'm like I'm literally it was probably a $30 tab I was like I'm leaving $1 yeah like that's Service was horrific. I'm leaving $1. I'm pretty sure I even had to talk to the manager at one point. It was really bad. Server comes over. I'm like, I close out. She's like, for sure. Pulls a little thing out of her pocket, put the card in, and then it says, enter the tip. And like you said, 18. It's already built out 45. Other. Or other. And I'm not gonna sit there because she's holding it, like looking at me. And I'm not gonna sit there and do. I'm not that petty, but like, like, oh, that's such a sucker move, though. Dude, they. They broke no us. Yeah. That, that technology absolutely broke people like us. It did. It Because, like, I, I don't need you to do the math for me. It, my dad told me when I was 12, 8, 9, whatever. I've never forgot to this day. Yeah. It's easy. $36, 3.6 times 2. That's 20%. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't need you doing the math for me, but then you put that in front of me, and I have a preconceived notion in my head like you did where it's like, this is what I'm going with, and I'm not budging. And then there's like the awkward eye contact that I have to, I have to make with you. And I know that your life revolves around tips. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my little anecdote before we move on here is I took a trip with my girlfriend a couple weeks ago to uh, Chicago and I understand it's a big city compared to Cleveland, big city living, Stayed at a nice, really nice five-star hotel. So and, nice. Um, there were, it was segmented. From valet to there was someone that took it out of your car to there's someone that walked you up to your room. So, for for me, it's like $2 for everybody who who gets it. So, I get $2 the whole way. I think the person that walked me up to the room, I maybe gave a five or something like that because it went out of their way. Whatever. Later in that day, um, we're sitting at the hotel bar and hit it off with a couple that was next to us. I'm talking to this dude and we had some things in common and he was like, hey man how much did you tip the uh the person that brought the bags up to your room and i was like oh yeah like they did a good job so like usually i go two but i I think i went four or five and he's like oh man, i went 50. (laughs) (laughs) oh it's not a freaking (laughs) (laughs) caddy what a dummy no he did not 50 50 i'm like dude you got swindled oh (laughs) my God. god what a what a dummy. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't know. I oh man. I understand maybe if you're trying to play play up to the hotel that you're at. I would have finished my drink and been like, uh, babe, these people are <laughs> clearly psychos. We're gonna be moving on. <laughs> uh one thing about the uh just a touchback on the valet, my little anecdote here. Um, for those of you who don't know, I uh drive a drug dealer's car. It is an all black Range Rover. Um you know, like black rims, it's wrapped matte black, black rims, um, blacked out windows, whatever. And I can just feel when I, like, you know, I pull up to the valet stand to like get my car, and they're like, oh, what's your car? Like, These oh, guys black. get it, they perk up. Oh, they perk up. The guys are boxing each other out to get to the keys first. <laughs> A thousand percent. <laughs> and they're, I, I just almost want to say, like, listen, you're gonna be let down (laughs) because I have never tipped more than $2 to a (laughs) valet ever and these guys man you just hand them the money (laughs) they're like what (laughs) like no come on man I'm like sorry buddy it's all I got but it, it makes you feel better though when you get in your car and like you could tell that they were riding fat when they, like your seats a little far oh, back. yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's a Cirrus XM radio. You don't even have that anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, absolutely. For the forty-five seconds they and drove in the parking a, garage, a photo shoot <laughs> down <laughs> to meet you with your car. He was the king of the world. <laughs> um, you know, one of our favorite things that we like to do is you know knock around some some would you rather scenarios and uh, I think we stumbled upon a pretty good one here, and it goes something like this. Now, would you rather start every sentence you have and you say with, hey, idiot, or end every sentence that you say with, ha I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even look at you when you were saying that. That would would got me. That is tremendous. Because the first thing to think in my mind is like, literally approaching your boss and being like, "Hey, idiot," <laughs> and then the other thing that I think of is like when you're at your wedding and you're doing your vows and it's like, "I do," <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> you know, like this is impossible. It's a it's a lose lose. I I if I had to pick one, I would have to start with "Hey, idiot," because I feel like by the end of the sentence, I could come you- back around. But I don't. I mean if you're in a situation where like you're just trying to get your foot in the door i mm, yeah you're never that door is closing on your foot every single time i mean, I don't know i think i'm leaning more towards the um haha just kidding because like i would just end every sentence with like uh you know like let's say i'm talking to some, like you know i'll have a bacon egg and cheese with you know no ranch what you know whatever and then just be like i'm gonna kill you Ha, huh? just kidding and, Like <laughs> just say that before the end of everything you know Yeah, but you're getting judged. I mean, think about it. Like, if you got to talk to somebody, like, there's a topic where, like, like, you got to go to to someone's house and tell them their dog just got hit by a car. There's like, You you can't crack a joke anywhere in that sentence. Yeah, but you also can't be like, hey, idiot, your dog's dead. (laughs) It's so true. Um, Here's the thing, though, with the, haha, I'm just kidding, is if you're a master of sarcasm, Which like I wouldn't say we're black belts in But we are very very proficient in the language of sarcasm I think we could talk our way out of that Much easier than Literally Lead off hitter Hey idiot Every interview you ever sit down in Every speech you ever have to give in school Think about that You're saying hey idiot every time At least with that I'm just kidding Like We can work in double negatives Yeah that's what I'm thinking And like find our way around it (laughs) Haha I'm just kidding Seriously, your dog is dead. <laughs> I mean, I just, oh my gosh. That's a tough one. That's, uh, I don't think it's as hard as a homeless man, but that's pretty tough. I would say going forward though, the Hey Idiot would be easier to carry on once people got to know you. Yeah. But and like, you never told them and they asked you like, why do you call me that? And he's like, this is my nickname for you? Like, I think that'd be easier to get out of if you had to talk to somebody 50 times a day. Yeah, but then you're going to be meeting new people every day. What? Th- when, when do you go to confession? Hey, <laughs> idiot. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. <laughs> uh, that, that. That's where it works in nicely, where the haha, just kidding. Yeah. It does, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can think of a few jobs where you can get away with that, right? I mean, <sighs> yeah. Like what? I don't know, janitorial services. How much yeah. talking do you have to do? <laughs> not a lot. I Uber mean, driver. Oh, you could even throw up like one of those little... I'm not going to say it. You guys have had deaf Uber drivers, right? I've had what? Whoa, ho, ho, deaf ho, ho. Uber drivers? Hold on here. <laughs> no, 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 I've had no. two. What? Whoa! And they have like a sign in the car and it's like, hey, I'm deaf. Like if you need to communicate me with, with me, like do this. And I was like... I was very taken aback by this were you saying anything no i didn't say anything oh, i'd have been fucking with him the whole time that's no, an edit absolutely <laughs> absolutely not but like i think there i think there's ways to circumnavigate it where the hey idiot would actually be easier in the long run because you could you could limit your talking to only like a few people who would pick up on it and, and know you're all right i mean the haha i'm just kidding like every single question somebody asks you they'll be like no seriously like, what's your answer yeah, I think a good job for the haha, just kidding, would be like a spunky fast food, you know, clerk. <laughs> like, hey guys, how's it going? Like, what can I get you today? You nah, know? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd be like, yeah, can we get like a thing? I'd be like, nah, ha-ha, I'm just kidding. You know, like pull pull out of the front. Nah, I'm just kidding. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would be like, yo, this dude's cracked out It'd or be something. Annoying. Yeah, everybody would hate you, but like, I don't know. Could you imagine being a Chick fil A worker? having to say one of these terms huh. in every sentence haha <laughs> just kidding my pleasure hey idiot my pleasure <laughs> hey <laughs> idiot thank you so much just ripping that right off the bat to people who don't know you or what you're doing in this would you rather situation every day that'd be tough that would be tough something um that I always think about um well for to preface we're we're big um office fans. um, Huge. Yeah, yeah. uh, The the American version, just to clarify for any of those psychos out there. Yeah. Um, So, weird thoughts that always pop in. To my mind, cage match. Obviously, it would be easy to do, um, you know, Dwight, Andy, or something like that. Let's throw a curveball into the equation. A sleeper fringe top five dwight creed cage match who do you got why go i think think it's over early creed creed has given us no reason to doubt him through what he said throughout the course of the show yeah do you remember the old creed bratton yeah no exactly what god even god only knows what he did to the poor creed bratton i know who he is now what his creed put on paper though in terms of following through or demonstrating to the viewers his abilities. Well, he's a felon. It's revealed at the end of the show that he's a felon and that he had been trafficking weapons-grade LSD throughout the 80s in his band. So while that is, like, you know, it makes him kind of sound like a hippie because, you know, he plays the guitar he's in a band, I just feel like while he hasn't necessarily demonstrated... Actually, that's not true. Remember in the murder episode... He, Didn't he like slap somebody and get up and yell and walk uh, and like run away? That happened. Yeah, the strike, scream, and run. He slaps Meredith in the eye. But there's an episode where they're playing the board game and Michael is like playing this character where uh, they're playing a board game and Creed comes in with blood all over him. Or no, no, he doesn't have any blood on him. But Creed comes in and Michael goes. <laughs> Michael goes. There's been a murder, sir, and you are, you know, a prime suspect. And Creed plays it off. He's like, cool, cool. Let me just get all settled in. I'll be right back. (laughs) And then you see him running to his car, and he, like, peels out of the parking lot and leaves. So, I mean, that leads me to believe that he's killed before and he'll killed again. So, we certainly know Dwight is not capable. All talk. We have been given numerous examples, episode after episode, his inability to do what he can say he can do. Okay, devil's advocate here. Because I'm actually, I'm honestly torn. You guys see Heavy Creed. I'm actually torn here. In terms of a what have you done for me lately scenario, I'll, I'll throw it back to when Michael burns his foot on the George Foreman grill. Dwight peels out, drills the pole, fights through a concussion all day. The- In a cage match, you got to be able to take the punches. Wow. I mean,. It- Think about it. That's true. I do think Creed might be a mental midget. Also, Dwight did defend Pam when, uh, or sorry, Jim, when Roy came in. Very true. Like, you know, guns ablazing, ready to just pop Jim really quickly. So we're talking bare knuckle brawl. Yeah, cage match. Yeah, so I mean, fair. Dwight no did have spray. mace. Yeah, pepper spraying that that scenario, but yeah, but Dwight's always ready. I feel like Creed's old; he be caught off guard. You know. <laughs> smells like mung beans, too. He does. Sprouts <laughs> mung beans in his desk. But um, I'm still sticking with Creed here. I think he's got that wild factor. You don't really know what he's capable of. He's kind of mysterious. Um, and I think he would have the element of surprise against Dwight. So I'm, my, my vote's Creed. I'm sticking with it. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's go You know, cross-conference, exhibition matchup. One character from a TV show that pops out who reminds me of Dwight. Completely different. Mac and it's always sunny. Oh my. <laughs> the guy considers himself personal security, bodyguard galore. He's always kind of ripped, except for that one season. He thinks he can like take out anybody. He does like the like yeah. the fake fighting all the time. You throw him in this cage. Against who? Are we going three-way, shoots and ladders? Well, I mean, yeah, like let's throw him in with Dwight and Creed at the same time. <sighs> From different universes. I still take Creed. I think because of the unknown factor, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean Mac that's is a what pussy. I'm saying. Mac is the biggest pussy ever. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I I would go heavy Creed because I feel like like you guys said the element of surprise, where he would just lurk in the background. <laughs> Dwight and Mac would be slugging it out, and Creed they'd just... be air fighting each other until somebody like knocked their head on the side of it and fell over. Yeah. I think Creed's the type of dude. You made the point about Dwight taking that concussion and getting up and rolling with the punches, but I feel like Creed could literally just get like knocked in the head and just get right back. up. Calculated off. killer. Yeah, like he's just like that type of psycho. I, I agree. I, I like that. It is that time—the time to talk about the fence jump. For those of you who don't know, we're referencing The Bachelor. They should know. Everybody. I mean, this was the most historic Lambo leap I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I think the Browns should sign him, but that was athletic. Here's the, he did play in the NFL. The guy was a great special teamer. Well, did he really? Yeah, he actually did. What team? Um, the Chargers. Wow. Yeah. You yeah didn't value value added. Added. I did know that value added, though. Okay, exactly. Big value added. I'll just say this. This is my first season watching The Bachelor. They've been hyping that since before the season started. And I'm like, yo, this, this shit is going to flop when it hits. When Buddy jump that fence and then that like little dude went out there and he's like Colton Colton like yelling for like he was gone gone he was my question my question sitting back was what's the end game like because in my head I'm like okay he wants to be alone homeboy is in a locked hotel room the fantasy suite like you get your alone time in there by yourself because Cassie went home why are you leaving the premises yeah like you just got broken up with, locked the door, beat your meat like any normal person <laughs> would. And yeah, I guess it, it. I guess it makes for great TV. But I, I w- it wouldn't be me doing that, dude. He like, did like first of all, I know it's Portugal. It, it looked like it could have been like a very sketchy area of Chile or something. You know, if yeah. you ask, like it was pitch black out there. Like we can't find coal. We. Can't. I thought it was very well played, and uh, it definitely lived up my expectations. It, my another one of my questions here is you're at a resort not a prison. You're telling me you can't find an archway to exit out of? You gotta go over a fence? Yeah, like you gotta jump the gate? I would argue that Skibo over there could have a much much more impactful you know, grab the keys, slam the door, peel out drive through the fence than Colton actually clearing the fence, which looked to be about 8 feet high I would love, love the opportunity to become The Bachelor. I think I would do things differently. I think they would never, you know, know what was coming. I think I could really shake up the entire show as a whole. I have some ideas off the top of my head. Um, One of them is like, like, if I'm finding a wife, there's some things I want to go over versus like this whole like sunshine and roses thing. Cause like everything, when everything's great, we're sitting on the beach and we're looking off the cliffs. Like, yeah, we can fall in love. But like can we fall in love when I take you to Compton and we're ducking gunshots at nine o'clock at night? I want babe in the trenches, okay? yeah, not on some exclusive sandbar off the coast of Bangkok, Thailand, where it's like so beautiful. I, I get what you're saying, Simon yeah, I'm with you, uh-huh you know I want I want a real world scenario like I'm running off four hours of sleep, have to go to Walmart and and get. What God knows what. No, Costco on a Saturday. Yeah, I want to see her in that environment. You know, it'd be a nice touch too. Is like uh, some high schools they do it, where like it's like take a baby home for a weekend. <laughs> it's like, hey, babe, we're uh, going go on a date today, and uh, we're taking little Jeremy with us here. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice to see how people react there. That'd give you a real look into the future of love. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot of things that they could do differently. Um, in order to bolster their show towards the male um, community. Yeah. What else you got? What is what is Simon's onboarding day one plan? He gets the call. Hey, Skebo, you're the next Bachelor. What do you? What's the first thing you're telling the producers that you're looking for? Outside of like, I need her in the real world. The trenches with me. I need to handpick these girls. Like. The- I was thinking that same thing when I was watching it. I watched it a day later. Yeah. And I was like, there is no way in hell, like, Colton didn't pick at at least 15 out of the 30 girls. No, I'm hands-on. Like, I don't have a job right now. I'm not in school. Like, I'm going on that tour where, like, they go in, like, you know, tour cities and, like, have auditions and people come out. I'm going to be in those rooms. Like, I'm going to be... Like, like yeah, fly on the wall, no. or they're gonna see you there. They'll probably see me and be like, "Yeah, babe, I'm. You're not coming." Or so like, you're like the dude sitting there watching somebody shit for every day for the rest of their lives. Yeah, well, I like things like a panel of judges like American Idol, and like the girls come out like do a spin and like maybe say something about themselves. And I'm like, huh, sweetheart, get out," you know? Or like, <laughs> yeah, like you're coming with us, get in the van. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so the whole heaven's gate feel. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, what? I mean, can these girls cook? That's one thing that I would want to <laughs> have them portray as well that's easy you take him to a viking professional cooking class minus the chefs in there and you're like all right get to work like come on let's see what you got yeah that's true can she take a punch you know (laughs) (laughs) not from me of course Uh, yeah i was gonna say how you testing that one i think from a chick i think we're gonna cage match him and say (laughs) how bad do you want this you know see that's something i saw because in in the bachelor uh this season they did a little like i think it was in thailand they did like a little of War? Karate, like oh, Taekwondo yeah, type yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. My problem with that is they had headgear on. You take the headgear off, you tape up the knuckles. You put the four-ounce o- four gloves on, not the eight. Oh, no, no, no. no. We're going tape knuckles. We're going ta- MMA. Wow. Those little, yeah. Oh, girls are losing teeth. <laughs> but you got a dentist on call. But at that point, you're <laughs> getting into the discussion of discerning who's breeding stock and who's not. Yeah. Which is a big, big factor for is wife. the biggest... Question at the end of all of this is, you know, who is going to carry on Simon's bloodline? Yeah, 100%. And I think you gotta hit on three big things your look in no, in no particular order, your looks, your physicality, and your mental strength. And I think to test that mental strength, it's gonna be like a fat camp type scenario. <laughs> like, we just like <laughs> steal these girls in the middle of the night. And like, lock him in a basement. You know, <laughs> like no lights, but like one flashlight. And like there's keys like hidden in like sand. O- and, this like, is getting got- super rapey. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. They're signing no. waivers. No, <laughs> no, no, no. They're all together. You know, I'm up, up top, you know, like hanging out, waiting for somebody to come out and be my bachelorette and like come through the door with the key, you know. So this is like a one episode. Is she leaving like dead bodies behind no, her? How like, does somebody a get point, out? There's a point system. <laughs> and like the first one of 10 wins. Gets to skin their thumb on the door and come out. No, like, all right. So just, you know, I'm just spitballing here. I like this though, the point system. I'm spitballing here. But like, you know, like you never know what the plan is. Like there's such a cut and dry, like bachelor thing. Like, you know, fantasy suite dinner, you know, meet the parents. We're scrapping all that. We're starting from square one. Like, first night, we're getting rid of half of them right out of the gate, somehow, way, shape, or form. So, in my mind, I think you put them all in, like, a basement with, like, you know, mud, sand, and, like, Raccoons. (laughs) Yeah. You get Joe Rogan from Fear Factor there, Scrap Chris, whatever his name is. Yeah. Joe just, Rogan's hosted. Because so I can't we're talking have a mental a, midget. I want a, the girl who's like going to be like, all right, guys, you know, like, you got to like figure this out and like, you know, get out of here. Maybe like it's like an escape room type thing. <laughs> so we're looking for a blend of Fear Factor and Bachelor <laughs> without so much of the like eating worms. Like we don't need any of that stuff. No. But yeah, you're thrust into a, wow, I really like that. And I think the big thing is like, there's no guarantees. Like if you make it, you still might, you know, like I might cut you loose. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no engagement promise at the end of this one for, for, for Skebo. Cause Cause There's a prenup waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we can assure that yeah. there's, there's, there's an empty promise and it's, uh, you know, there's, it's dangling there, you know, a little carrot on a string, but what about you guys? I mean, what, what's one thing you think make, make the show a little bit better? I mean, I, I think it's just got to be more real. Like, yeah. I, I think that it goes into the casting part of it. Like, I don't want scripted. I understand. Like, there's got to be good TV, and that goes into the uh, the search and casting process. But the people that are there, um, it, like, they do, like, in, in this season's Bachelor, um, they'd be, like, trying to get Colton's attention. Like bang it like an air horn or like something you, like that. You couldn't a f- find a quicker way out of my my trust tree. I would kick you out of that tree if you try to interrupt me banging frying pans together. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. You're yeah. out. You're yeah, out. I mean, You're getting locked in the basement. We're, we're talking about fighting for time. Show me. <laughs> yeah. Show me. My thing was that like made me mad, um, because that was happening early on, is like Colton was just the dude is such a pussy. He's gay. Well, all right. Hot take. We could probably talk about that at this point now that we're diving yeah. in the back. We all, it's a consensus in here. We we think he's gay. He's a twink. Actually, no, he's a cub. <laughs> you think he's a cub? What about an otter? <laughs> Otters <laughs> are hairless, I thought. No no, hair. no, no, they're like athletic with like a little bit of hair. I thought a cub was like a pudgy kind of like kind of build. He's like, not pudgy, he's muscular. Hefty. Is he muscular? Whatever. We're not gonna dive into that. Yeah. We only know like two or three of them. But yeah, I mean, this guy for sure, getting married, have a couple kids, clock turns 40. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. not feeling this anymore. Oh, yeah. he, he's we, gonna... I think we all agree on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got a one on one interview on uh, ABC or what? whoever. Good morning, America. He's Good not morning, even America. making it to marriage. I think he's not going to pick a bachelorette. And he, he's going to just be like, Yeah, you know, like it wasn't for me this year. And then like five years on there, I was be like, Tell all, like, Yeah, I'm a twink. You know, like I'm gay. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, Wrap back real quick to our hypothetical situations. Tebow, Colton, cage match. Who you got? Wow. I didn't expect to get this great of content this deep into the podcast because this one's tough. Colton's a big dude. Tebow's a big son of a bitch, too. Yeah, they're both big. Holy smokes. I think, (laughs) I think Tebow. I've seen, yeah, see, I never, the maddest I saw Colton get, he just jumped over a fence. I've seen tears from Colton when things go wrong, and I've seen tears from Tebow. When I see tears from Tebow, I'm ready to run through a wall. When I see tears from Colton, my gaydar's ringing. Yeah. To this day, I will remember that speech after Florida lost to Ole Miss, like week five, his junior year. And he's like, you will not see a team better in this country. Fight harder than we will. Be better than we are. Like, blah, 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 go, and they went on winning that oh, national championship. He he, he he says, thank you, God bless, and walks, on oh, Tebow by a God. landslide. Yeah, in this Tebow, I don't even, I don't, yeah, I feel bad that I even, oh, oh, yeah. Actually, that was horrible content because this is such a blowout match. Yeah, Tebow is absolutely waxing him. I'll tell you what, you know, we, did maybe similar cup of tea in the NFL. Colton's never won a playoff game. Tim Tebow has. Yeah. Football. Yeah, you don't, you don't know that. Jesus. We don't know what season he played for the Chargers. I, I didn't. I didn't see Colton hit well, a slant to Demarius Thomas and go sixty-five to the house against the Lures. Yeah. When? When's the last time the Chargers were in the Lofts, man? They won a game this year in the playoffs. You know who I bet Colton was <laughs> really wasn't the team this year. <laughs> you know who I bet Colton was really good friends with on the Chargers, Philip Rivers. Yeah, they, they just, have similar Christian values. They're just, you know, they're like just, the, Sitting around, Phillips, like, hey man, you know, once you find the one, you start popping them out. You know, no, look at me, I got 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can also see Colton being buddies with Cutler. Why? I just. First of all, Cutler didn't even play for the Chargers. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, Cutler's a dude. He is not friends with Colton. <sighs> I, just, I, I guess I just kind of hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that face. <laughs> yeah, he's got untrimmed hit. stubble. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I think, I don't know if that'd necessarily change anything and make throw him in a a mud pit basement (laughs) type internment camp situation. But, um, (laughs) the one thing I would definitely change is like the dude had no backbone and I don't think he has balls because he would let these girls just like push him around and be like, Colton, can I get more time with you? At some point, like as a man, you need to, like I was watching the other night and like Cassie was like literally telling him, she's like, we don't have a future together. And he was like, but I think we can try. Like, I think we can work on it. At some point, like, you just got to be like, all right, you know, fuck this shit. Like, get out of here. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Like, just leave. Like, I'm done with this. And then, like, you go to the producers and you're like, yo, like, this show's over. And they're like, what? No. Like, you got to No, like, screw that. I'm out. That's it. And baking big thing that I've been thinking of is, like, these girls, like, show up. They don't know who they're meeting. There's no shot that every single girl is yeah, either they have to sexually attracted to him or, like, can fall for this dude. Like, what? There's going to be three or four of these girls who are like, yo, fuck this guy. This guy sucks, you know? Like, I know when those black chicks are probably like, nah, like, I want somebody to tear me up in the sheets. Like, I want to be with a virgin." you know what I'm saying? Like, I need somebody who's going to tear this ass up. Happy Ash Wednesday. Oh. We'll cut that one. All right, so we are at everybody's favorite part of the show here, and it is the part of the show where we all give our two cents on what's happening in our lives and maybe something that's pissing us off. So here to kick us off with that is Luke's Log Jam. Log jam of the week is, um, I don't know, maybe it's just the people that are in my life, but um, there's nothing worse than when you're telling a story about your weekend. Um, so just I, going skiing with the girlfriend this weekend, nothing worse. And I'll get, I'll get back Sunday, Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I was skiing down and, you know, something funny. Ha- I'll get cut off and someone will be like, oh. Thanks for my invite, man. it was really fun. Nothing worse. Listen to the story. Let me tell it. Uh, come on. You weren't going to come anyways. Nothing, nothing chaps my ass more than that. Boogie. Well, you know, for my beef of this week, I've talked about my distrust in Uber drivers before. And here's another one. You know, it's happened to me a few times recently. You guys know when you call an Uber and you're the one that calls us, so you're waiting on the other people. So you're like, you're literally watching the car on the map. And you're watching them turn every which direction, which is the wrong way from your place. And it'll say like, estimated time of arrival, three minutes. And then they'll make a wrong turn. and It'll be like seven minutes. Okay. And I'm like sitting there and I'm like, does this person, is this their first time driving around freaking Cleveland? And then as soon as they get outside and like, it speeds up, I'm not even kidding you. It's a new thing they're doing. They call you instantly. The second they pull up and, and they're like, Hey, like this year Uber, like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm coming on the elevator right now. I'm like, well, well, why aren't you out here? I'm like, dude, I was following you on the map. You said you were going to be here seven minutes ago. And now you've arrived late because you've been driving the wrong direction. And I, I'm just over it. I'm sick of it. I thought about downloading Lyft. But I don't know. We're going to need better going forward out of the, the Uber community in Cleveland. Simon am for the week. It's a simple one. It's not long in the tooth. It's when you're going to the bathroom. And you go to pull out, you know, the TP, finish the job, and you get a nice, perfect, you know, I'm like, let's say six, seven squares out, and then you go to just yank it, and only the top square comes <laughs> off. I don't know. I have, didn't do any market research for this. I'm, it might be only me who has this problem. Let me know. Shoot me a text. Comment on my Instagram if you have this problem, but it really pisses me off. It can really ruin my day very fast. uh, Yeah, that and and, then I thought you were gonna go another direction is when you'll you'll go to pull it and you'll get like a One and a third square. (laughs) Oh, it just messes up the rest. (laughs) I mean, it's just messy You got to roll it twice around to get back to the rhythm that you needed exactly one more thing You guys are gonna do for this week. You better double down and get a lottery ticket or something but is when you yank a, a paper towel thing and it comes way out too much and you're like, you're like, oh shit, you know, like, <laughs> I don't need this many. And you try and roll it back up. But you can never get it exact. There's always <laughs> some spilling over the side. It's not taunt. Messes with my OCD a little bit. I hate that. I feel you there. All right. Uh, Three's Company, episode number three in the books. Anything you guys want to say? Cash us off here? No, I think we had great content. And uh, as always, looking forward to next week. Can't wait.